Welcome back to The Restless Show. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined me and three of my young adult friends, Diane, Lauren, and Javier, as together we navigate through this crazy world, talking about how we live out our Catholic faith and seek that which gives us rest, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to talk about social media. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So we've all got... We, we may be proud of it. We may be embarrassed about it. I don't even know what you post on your Instagram. I don't want to know what you post on your Instagram. But uh, so what is it, what is your guys' involvement in social media? And what do you have? Like what types of social media do you have? See, I don't even know why we're talking about this because I don't think young adults are really on social media. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, research actually says that about 85 to 90% of young adults are on social media. Wow. Um, Just and pull it, that out of the thin air. <laughs> I listen to podcasts. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. Um, I've we just heard... recycle all of our material from other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, at the beginning of the podcast, they were they were throwing some statistics and stuff, and I I've heard that episode like three or four times because it actually um, it actually helps me because social media is something that's really really important for me, uh, but. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and on Snapchat, but currently I'm using none of those. You're on Facebook? Why are we not Facebook friends? Because I do not use it. We need to fix that. <laughs> I may have actually added you at some point. I'm not 100% sure. But oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't use it. No? I don't. Uh, Facebook was more of a, mm, Instagram's the new thing. And I've always been like that. I hung on to MySpace as long as I could. MySpace! <laughs> what a throwback. <laughs> throwback! I, I, I had a MySpace. Tom and I still talk. Did you have that too, yes, Diane? I did. My parents didn't know I that. I think that was like <laughs> high school. Sophomore year, maybe? Yes. As some of our listeners are not going to know who Tom is, but Tom and I are friends. Tom! We, yeah, we, yeah. Anytime you, got a My, you made a MySpace, you were automatically friends with this guy named yes. Tom. If you do not a know who creepy, Tom is, but it's Google awful. him. And you'll find him, but um, <laughs> just Google Tom. Once I <laughs> once I gave into Facebook, I completely forgot about it, uh, MySpace, and it was the same thing with Instagram. I was just like, Nah, why am I gonna get on Instagram? You know, I'm already. Oh, I gave into Snapchat because Snapchat was completely different, and I was like, Well, I'm on, I'm already on Snapchat. I don't need this Instagram thing. Boom, I got on Instagram. Completely forgot about Facebook. Completely forgot about Snapchat. It's like neither of them existed. Well, you also worked with teens for many years. Correct. You know, as one of the youth leaders in uh, Young Life. So yeah. there's a sense in which you have to kind of know what's going on out there. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd like to ask you guys a question. Which social media do you guys think is the most used, the most popular uh, right now? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it Snapchat? What is it? Does TikTok count? TikTok counts too. Yeah, TikTok. I don't have the data for that i'd okay. say instagram <laughs> yeah probably instagram or tiktok or twitter i would say i would see like me when i when i heard when i was listening to this podcast i was like uh, i knew the answer among what it. generation well it's like overall 60 year olds are all users. over the board no over the board yeah. what's used the most for me i knew the answer right away um this was before tiktok became tiktok um but it, it's snapchat <laughs> Is it? um and it's surprising i oh my gosh uh, when we are going to camps and stuff, like with the the high school kids that I minister, um, as soon as you know, as soon as you give the phones back to them when we're coming back, 
it's all about Snapchat, Snapchat streaks and stuff. Streaks meaning, mm-hmm. you know, how many mm-hmm. days in a row you can snap somebody and stuff. And, like, that's how they text. They don't use text messaging. They claim that they do, but they don't, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't tell them that they don't use text messaging because they will say they do. But literally, that's how they communicate through Snapchat. Yeah. And so when they asked that question, I was like, Snapchat, <laughs> quick answer. <laughs> and everybody in the podcast was saying Instagram because most most people our age, you know, 25 and up, use more Instagram than Snapchat. Mm. It's funny. I've, I had kids that would refuse to come to summer Catholic summer camps because they're not allowed to use their phone. Exactly. And I said, I'd rather stay home. Oh, that's so sad. And do nothing all week than have this awesome experience with Jesus and go-karts and friends yeah their their digital friends are more important than their actual friends in real life my kids have to give their phones to their friends or their their login information to their friends so that they they keep keep the streaks streaks alive yeah it's all about the streaks yes so diane what do you have for social media um so currently i just have facebook i gave up instagram one actually advent i decided to give something up um and I thought I was just going to go off for, you know, the month or whatever. And I never took it back. I don't want to go back. Um, and I also had Snapchat. Um, <laughs> what's oh, it called Snapchat. again? Instagram, Snapchat. I did have that and I used it a lot. Um, and I just found that I needed to remove myself from those things for a number of reasons. One, I think they're addicting. Two, they were making me feel more exhausted after looking through all those things. And um, even if I didn't intend to, because I feel like I do have a lot of self-confidence but even so just of you know i would say oh i'm gonna look at the franciscan friars you know instagram and it was great all these catholic things i followed but there were still had you know like you add friends from all walks of your life and i found that i was in my head comparing where i was at to where they're at and it's also this false image of like you know people portray the best of themselves and i think a lot of it is just like it's now social media really makes me sad because I'm like, it's, it's this desire that everyone has for God that is sort of, um, being like people are, are searching for that. Like their desires are leading them, but they don't realize that like what they desire is actually God and not this like attention from people. Cause it's always going to like, you can never get enough likes. You can never post enough. You can never do all those things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this disordered attachment and the hope that we place in these things that causes a lot of, um, I don't know. It's, it's just like, we're looking to a finite thing for like an infinite, you know, reality, I guess. Sure. Well, I think there was a study done that, that shows when you get a like or a a positive comment, you get a burst of dopamine in your brain, you know, Mm -hmm. one of those chemicals that makes you feel really good. And yeah. So if you're living kind of an existence that you find miserable or unhappy, then that that's your quick fix. It's your quick drug. Yeah, it becomes addictive. Very addictive. You're like a mouse that just keeps coming back to a water bottle full of cocaine and you just got to get more and got to get more and got to get more and got to get more. When I was on Instagram myself, I it became that I would put in my passcode on my phone and my, my thumbs would immediately go exactly to where I had Instagram and I would open it. And it was like when I walk in the kitchen and I just opened my fridge and I have no idea why I opened it. Mm. It was the same thing. It's just a habit because I... I needed to know, like, and especially, like, if I posted a picture, I needed to check my notifications. Yeah. And then check my notifications and see, did I get another like? And if I didn't get another like, I would close the app, and then I would open it again, like, literally five minutes later and check it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I would just stay on it yeah. um, and just waste time. I think I'm fortunate because I, I actually don't experience that. 
can't say that I've always been this way. I think when I was younger in high school and college, it was certainly, that, that was certainly a part of it for me, like posting and looking for the reactions. But I've transitioned. I'm not much of a poster, but I, I am on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat <laughs> as well. Um, You're the grand slam. <laughs> yeah. But I, th yeah, I don't know. I, I've somehow, I've gotten over it. I guess I've just come to the realization that, yep, this is all attention seeking. So I try to post like, I don't know, more meaningful things, experiences. Like uh, when I went to Spain in March and visited Father Andy and did my retreat, I posted a few pictures and I actually wrote something meaningful about my experience and I never really have opened up about my faith. Right. So I, I was like, why are you afraid of what people are going to think? Right? Yeah, <laughs> You're not supposed be, to care. Could be a means of evangelization for yeah. you, right? Yes. So I think I've, I've tried to, I, I've totally transformed. Like, I don't really post on Facebook at all. What happens is my aunt constantly tags me and everything that she posts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't use Snapchat anymore, but I, I do post to my Instagram story like yesterday my dog got a haircut and it was adorable so I took a little video of him and I posted it you know but I, I haven't checked today to see like oh how many people saw that video before it went down I, I don't know and it, it's okay you know that's really funny. so I guess I've evolved <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right I mean like anything social media can be used for good and for ill Mm -hmm. and so you're talking about some of the ills that are with social media, the, the attention seeking, the kind of almost um, you know drug addicted feeling. But what are some and vanity? Of the, I think the vanity comes across. Sure. Are, are there any positives to social media? For sure, for sure. I mean, social media has the gives you the opportunity to have a window to people that you don't have access to on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, or that you never even see anymore, that you will never see. You know. And you have the opportunity to share something good, to share about the Lord, to share Bible verses, to share um, pilgrimage that you went on, <laughs> to share um, just positive things and things about the Lord, uh, things about your faith and stuff, or to be a light to those around you. I mean, how bright can you actually shine in a world where everybody is scrolling and seeing you know, oh, this person got a new house. Oh, this person got a new car. Oh, and instead of being happy, they're upset. You know, oh, this girl has such a nice body. Oh, this, oh, that. And, you know, you see it all the time. I mean, you see it all the time. You you can sit at an airport. You can sit at a mall. You can sit in a waiting area. And people are scrolling. And usually it's not a happy face that they have in their face. <laughs> it's usually an upset face. They usually That's have true. one hand on their forehead and they're scrolling. And it's just like they're upset. Why are they upset? Because they're comparing themselves to, like like uh, Diane said, and comparison is the thief of joy, and joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit, and the Lord wants us to be like Him. So It's funny. I, I guess maybe I have different Facebook friends than you guys. Facebook is the only one I have, um, yeah. but not for lack of trying. I just don't have a smartphone, yeah. so I can't, can't do Instagram on a computer, unfortunately. Oh, probably fortunately. I take that back. <laughs> no, no, fortunately. But fortunately. For sure. <laughs> but... But for me, it's not the comparison issue. It's um, the like political and divisive rhetoric that mm. you see so much on social media. I mean, especially now, you know, it's, it's 2020. People are posting so much about the presidency and the president's race. And, oh, I hate this candidate. I hate that candidate. And, and even, even from good Catholics, you know, they're posting such negativity. Yeah. Now there's a time and place, I guess, for, you know, sharing your opinion and things. But uh you know, when you demonize and just absolutely, it's just, just negative, negative, negative. 
yeah. they're not posting anything positive. You know, don't tell me why you hate the other candidate. Tell me why you like your candidate. You know, what's what do you, what do you think is good about that? So, for me, it's, it's not the comparison. It's just the negativity. And I think for all of us, it's so great that you were on Facebook because I'm seeing all the same stuff that you're seeing, like the memes and, uh, you know, I I think too a lot of things get blown out of proportion or you know, there's one side that you know is being spread and told, but it's not even the full story, right? Like there's just this is the way and it's like you got to be in the way or mm. or get out but then you will post things that are profound you know meaningful scripture based and so we can all learn from you oh. you know and people like you that that do the same thing so i really appreciate that and i like having that as you know it's like the backup cuz i feel like we as catholics should be on this site because we know that you know there are so many unfaithful on these sites that are promoting all of these things that are really negative or sinful or evil. Yeah. Um, and if we see it, then we can respond to it. And for me, it's probably sharing something that you wrote because you, you, you can. Yeah. But no, but your own testimony about you know, posting about your own faith and oh, pilgrimage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause they kind of expect from a priest that it's going to be True. religious based, but they don't necessarily expect from, you know, a professional ultimate player or. Right. But I've, I've, I, I think one of the things that we, we really need to keep in mind too is that um, and I, I've read it and I completely share it however great the potential uh, of something to be good so so is its potential for, for it to be evil you know uh, and you know it's keeping in mind that you know the words of St. Paul too that he says that everything is permissible for me but not everything is beneficial mm. you know and it's you know and then also in other, in other scripture he says that you know um, you're only supposed to say or um, supposed to say or well in our in our social media world post hmm. things that are going to edify other people things that are going to lift people up things that are going to bring them closer to the lord or things that are going to bring them up in their day and stuff and um, it goes beyond sometimes uh, i think this goes for our listeners maybe not for you for, for you father joseph because you're probably not posting this kind of things but it, it goes beyond just uh, wasting time on it it goes beyond a bunch of different things it's sometimes when we post like a nice view or like a nice sunset or like a nice vacation there is still i think we can all admit that there is a certain part of us that wants to kind of boast in that and it's like mm, here's here's this nice view that i'm experiencing here's this nice vacation that i get to that i got to go on and stuff and we have to realize like is that edifying the people that are our list our viewers and stuff like are they mm. when they see this when they see this view when they see this nice picture that we took where they see this picture that we took at the beach um what are they feeling you know is it going to bring them down or is it going to bring them up yeah are you edifying your friends you know it's a good question it's a good question that we can talk about after this break stay tuned Hey, did you know you can take Veritas Catholic Network with you wherever you go? All you have to do is download the Veritas Catholic Network app. Then you can listen to the live broadcast 24 hours a day. You can also grab podcasts of our original shows like Let Me Be Frank and Restless and much more right at your fingertips and on your phone. Download the Veritas Catholic Network app today at the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store or visit www.veritascatholic.com. Welcome back to Restless. We've been discussing a topic of great concern to all of us young adults, which is social media. How do we use social media well? Um, can we use it well? Or should we just kind of eliminate it out of our life because it's maybe detrimental to our 
well-being, our, our identity as Christians, our relationship with others. So what do you think? Like how should we, first of all, have you ever tried to kind of eliminate it out of your life, maybe for a time, for Lent or whatever? And what, what was your experience of that? Positive, negative? Did you miss it? I definitely, I've done it. Um, I did it for Lent and Advent. Um, I would give up for Lent, like all social media that Advent, I gave up Instagram. I think at first it's like um, withdrawal. Like like you're just in this state of like, oh my gosh, I just want to check it. I want to, you know, look at the things. I even, you know, in my head, I was like, well, I'm only looking at like Catholic stuff. So like, I'm okay. But um, I knew that it was something that I was just, even for the, I guess, lim- I think I'm on it for a more limited time period than most people. But I found that it was too much. I think a good lit- litmus test is like how much time am I spending in prayer versus how much time am I spending on social media? Because even if like for me, I think evangelization on social media can be very powerful and it was. Um, but it got to a point where you can read all of these things and hear all these things and look at all these things. But if you're not actually forming a relationship with God and spending time with him in prayer, you know, not just reading things on Instagram about him or whatever, um, that it's not, you know, like you're not growing spiritually. At least that was my experience. So I had to pretty much cut myself off. And now really I I go on Facebook for the most part at night once I've done all my prayers and and all that stuff. And I try to just use it to advertise, you know, events for Catholic Adventures or or Restless Catholic Media. Hmm. Um, Which you you can like on Facebook, by the way. (laughs) Please go like and follow us. (laughs) And just to also like, I try to post things that might evangelize people who I work with and who are not religious. So do you think that evangelization through social media actually works because i i mean when i scroll through social media and i'll you know click like on a bible verse or something and then i scroll down and 10 seconds later i can't remember what i just liked you know it didn't it it, it was just so much there's just so much noise that even the good stuff gets kind of washed away it's like okay that's interesting whatever move on do you think it works so i I think it does work and uh, i'll use my own example i I was using, I, I stopped using my stories to share food or different little things that I would do in my life. To, sure, those are actually my favorite posts. Yeah. When people post food. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, about that life. <laughs> but I was just, I was just about that. It was just about look at what I'm eating, look at what I'm doing, look at this, look at me, 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 right? <clears throat> and so I was like, well, I, I get about 150 people to 250 people to look at my story. So it's like, why don't I just mix it up, you know, share some food, share some stuff that I do throughout the day, share some Bible verses, share something that, that, that somebody Catholic or Christian that I follow posted and stuff and share their words or share an insight. Or I follow this guy that, um, does a lot of insight on Hebrew words and stuff and what they actually meant and whatnot. Um, and reflections, you know, daily reflections. And, um, and I would, I always went into my stories and I, I, I felt this, this, this feeling of joy of like 200 people saw this Bible verse, 200 people saw this, saw that. But then I would hear it from like my cousin. I would hear it from friends and stuff like, wow, like, you know, like I, I noticed that you've, you know, you started posting some of this stuff and like, it's kind of like made me question some things and whatnot. And like, you know, what am I sharing on my stories? What am I, or some other people have told me like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool that you're using this platform to like share your faith and stuff. And, you know, they're not saying the words I'm listening. What I'm listening is this is working in my heart, you know, 
They're mm. making it about me, but in reality, I can tell that it's also working in their hearts as well. Yeah. But for me, the reason why I quit it during Lent and why I just, I just, I realized that I, I, I asked myself, Mike, this question, am I using social media or is social media using me? And I mm. realized that when I put it in a scale, in a virtual scale, you know, I mean, metaphorical scale, social media was using me at the end of the day. You know, it was causing me to fall into sin. It was causing me to uh, be lazy. It was causing me to waste time. Um more than I was actually evangelizing people. And yeah, you're you're bringing some people up, but if it's bringing you down, you know, then we have to care about our salvation. That's a fair know? point, yeah. So. Lauren, what about evangelization? You had a quote from Pope Francis. Yeah, um, I, I follow Pope Francis on Twitter. Um, I usually <laughs> scroll <The> Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I scroll Twitter in the evenings, maybe like every few days or something. And for me, it's kind of a way to get some news because I don't like read the newspaper. I don't have um, anything in my inbox, like a newsletter, so I can just see what's happening. But yeah, I enjoy following Pope Francis. And just the other night, he tweeted, when we pray, God expects that we also be mindful of those who do not think as we do, those who have slammed the door in our face, those who we find it hard to, to forgive. Only prayer unlocks chains. Only prayer paves the way to unity. And in that moment, I was struggling to forgive someone. I was told to turn to prayer. Like that was something that was going on that day. And so I read that tweet and I was like, oh, yeah, that's like this reinforcing, you know, something I was already taught. Um, and I think for people not in the faith, I would like to hope, you know, as we've talked about, everyone's always at a different point in their spiritual journey. So maybe they have no faith, but then they get curious. I mean, they can go to Pope Francis's Twitter feed and see what is he about? What is he tweeting? Or Bishop Barron or, you know, all these people that are established in the Catholic faith or, you know, whoever it is, any kind of Christian and start to learn a little bit about the faith on an application that they already have and they already use. So it's very easy to access. That's a good point. It, it can be a, a, a door opening you know, first step. Because mm -hmm. it, it won't bring them to discipleship through Jesus, but it will kind of open the door, maybe make them curious. Yeah. I just want to make something clear. I, that we're not bashing social media by any means. I think we're just speaking from experience. I think Lauren has no problem with it. I, and Diane and I have found that, you know, it's distracted us from our walk with the Lord. Um, but I would say to answer your question, you know, have we ever kind of what 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 things can we do to kind of drift away from it or something because um we you know we can't give into addictions uh, that's one of the things no matter what no matter what it is nothing nothing that's an addiction is ever good for you right and so uh, some of the things that uh, that people use is um divert daily um so that you give it up for a couple of hours a day you know you say well or you fix i'm only going to use social media for this many hours a day so, um, so I'm curious then, what would you consider to be kind of a proper use? Is it different for everyone or is there kind of like a limit or what do you, what do you think for social media? Well, I'd say an hour a day or, well, just my observation, if you're someone that has to scroll social media when you're with other people, like yes. even just Ooh. one other person, or if you're Oof. at a party or a family event, yeah, maybe that should be <laughs> trimmed back a bit, right? <laughs> I mean, it's frankly just rude. And you're, you know, living in a moment and it might be boring for part of it, but yeah. then be bored, you know, like, but you're with other people. Yeah. 
a lot of people make fun of me because I don't have a smartphone. I still use a flip phone, which I will use till the day I die. I'll never yeah. use a smartphone. And the reason why, I, you know, is that I just know myself. And I know that if that temptation is in my pocket, it won't be a temptation to do anything bad, but it's just a temptation to waste time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to waste time, you know, with, with others. I'd be tempted to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, and I've never given it up, but I mean, my prayer life is not where it should be. Like to have dedicated prayer time every day, that's not something I'm currently doing. Am I typically scrolling at night something before I, I'm like to that point where I'm so tired that I'm asleep? Yes. So <laughs> if I took it away, I would have to pray, you know, so that, <laughs> hmm, so certainly maybe be Lauren better. God is challenging you through this episode. Oh, yeah. Next but, Lent? No, I, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, I should, <laughs> I should, you know, and I can recognize it too at certain moments. Like I don't need to read this stuff yeah. right now. I'll say when, you know, during the quarantine period, I think I spent more time than usual on social media just because there's nothing else to do. And that was your only way of keeping contact with any human being outside of the world. But, uh, there was so much negative news. I just said, you know, for a week, I'm just turning it off. And I turned it off. And man, my mood improved so much at the end. And again, it was the negativity. It wasn't, you know, the jealousy, but but I was like, that was really refreshing. And I thought about doing it longer just to give it up completely. But then, but then there is that chance of evangelization and and the kind of the sense that the church does have to be a a voice in the public sphere. Yeah. I was going to share that with giving it up. I think that's what I found. Um, when I gave it up, I had that kind of the same feeling that Diane had for the first couple of days. I was like bored. I was like, man, I just kept myself like trying to get into it and it wasn't there. So I can't get into it and stuff. And, but then I felt so much better after like two or three days. Um, and then I found myself like being very productive, Hmm. like very productive, like being able to do things that I was always saying, I don't have time to do. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I have time for more things you know? <laughs> it's amazing and, it's amazing you know our i think as human beings we we i mean we have to be we have to be careful with pride you know um but um when we feel accomplished we feel good you know yeah. when we accomplish mm-hmm. a task that's why a lot of people say like you know a lot of uh, psychologists say like make your bed in the morning because that that's one task you've already done that's one thing you've yeah. already done it'll make you feel better it'll set you up for the rest of the day I've already done something before I even left my house, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I found. Like the more things that I got done, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? And I will say something. I, I really, um, I thought I had mastered it, you know? Cause I was like, okay, I'm, I'm off it. I've been off it for months. I'm going to get back on it. And I'm just going to kind of like dose myself. I'm not downloading the app. I'm just going to go through the website no. It's like a drug. <laughs> it is such a... Gotta cut it off. Yeah. I, and one other quick thing, I think some people might not have a problem with social media, but it's really, this can manifest in other ways too, right? So some people turn to food, some people turn to alcohol, yes. some people turn to TV, TV, um, sexual things, one. you know, it's like, it's whatever this disordered attachment is where you're placing sort of your hopes and in things and desires in a place other than in God, so... Um, I think it's just something to be yeah. attentive to. I remember to. in college, the guy in the room next to me, you know, I'd never see him. And, and I finally like, hey, what do you do all day? He's like, I watch four hours of TV a day. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, dude. Yes. Oh, yeah. Four hours a day. Like, oh my gosh. You know, and, but actually it's fairly common. I mean, yeah. in my family growing up, we, my dad and mom would turn on the TV like 7 p.m. and still be watching at 10 p.m. And, and I, I actually never liked TV. 
And I actually would like, I would start doing other stuff and I taught myself guitar and things like that with all that time. And my parents would be like, oh, come watch TV with us. And I said, like, why would you want to watch life being lived when you can live life? Yeah. Yeah. You've just always had the sense of wisdom, haven't you? No, it's just, I don't know. It's just (laughs) wasting time for me has always been one of the biggest things that I hate to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, One of the things I I wanted to share, and I think it comes with um, mentoring high school kids. Um, Be careful who you follow on Instagram. Be careful who you follow on social media. Uh, Nowadays, we're in an era of influencers and YouTube professionals and stuff, and I think it's very sad that, you know, sometimes you ask high school kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I've actually heard, you know, I want to be a professional YouTuber. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we laugh, but that's that's a lot of kids. <laughs> that's so sad because you watch these kids, they're, they're living their lives, they're millionaires, right? And these kids that are following them that are only like 10 years younger than them, they're saying, this is the life, you know, I don't want to work. I don't want to do, I just want to have fun and film it and become a millionaire. And that becomes your God, right? Your God becomes success and money and stuff, but you don't realize what's happening in the background. They might be depressed. They might not be happy. Um, and, but something else, I, I, I'll say this to our listeners that are Christians is, um, and really take a minute to like step back and say, what are these people idealizing, you know, money, sex, you know? And who are we measuring up to? Because we're called to measure up to God, you know, to Jesus. You know, true. we're called to live our lives the way that he did. And I think one of the one of the main scares that I have with social media and with like the younger people and even, even people around my age and older is that we are idealizing all these kids and all these people that have millions of followers and they're living their lives opposite to the way that our Lord wants us to live our lives. So... Yeah. Be very careful with that. Follow, very. follow Pope Francis. Yeah. <laughs> Moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> but also, not only be careful with what you follow, but be careful with what you post. Yes. Because I've had posts come back and bite me in the behind yeah. before. And also, you know, take a minute to meditate and, and think and, and be honest with yourself. Is social media becoming a gateway for sin for you? Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people it is. So uh, That's my story. So. so it can be good. It can be challenging. So, yeah, I want to uh, echo that challenge and just say, you know, to all those listening out there, consider its effect on your life. You know, if it's positive, good. You know, keep doing good things with it. Keep evangelizing. Keep posting about your faith. If you find that it's a time waster or if it's really dragging you down a, a bad path, you know, consider. Maybe it's time to put some limits on. Maybe it's time to give it up for a season or, or so and kind of get your life back because there's more to life than likes dislikes. Thanks so much for joining us on Restless Catholic Media. Uh, You can find us on 1350 AM. That's Veritas Catholic Radio. You can also find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to seeing you next time.